What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy alive. Still enjoying the last little bit of cool weather we're going to have. We're going to have a second summer here coming up. Yeah, here too. It's going to get like 90 in the next few days or something. I'm like, seriously? I mean, Indian summer, right? It's time. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We have an interesting... I'm told we're going to have an interesting guest this afternoon. GP has found somebody that that he's run across in his travels, and we're going to have him on today. And apparently, it's a... It's just a sheer coincidence, uh, and I'm really looking forward to meeting this guy. I haven't, you know, we haven't met him before. It's another Alex, Bruce. <laughs> it's it's another Alex. I think we've got like six Alexes around here now. But um, right. he is. It's, it's just crazy. But the interesting thing about this guy is is that he's never been on a podcast before ever. So this is going to be first for him. And so I told him, I mean, he's coming on with us. So I mean, don't don't expect the world, right? <laughs> so how can I put? It? Okay, the interesting thing about him is is especially today, especially today, because today, I mean, obviously this is going to go out on you know tomorrow, but uh, today, today is September 11th, the day that we're recording is September 11th, and everybody knows what they were doing on that day. Anybody that was alive during that time, anybody, everybody knows what they were doing that day. I still remember very vividly what I was doing, where I was, who I was with, and I think you do too, Bruce. And mm-hmm. what's What's interesting about Alex is he was actually in New York City when that went down. And so we're, we're going to get his take on that this afternoon. So if you're an avid morning listener and you sometimes don't catch all of our afternoon shows, you might want to catch this one today because this guy we're going to have on, he was actually on the ground up there when those, ta- when those planes hit and when those towers came down. So you might want to check us out later on today. But this morning, what do we have this morning? I understand the NFL's starting off with a little bit of trouble. Yeah, not not going too well. A lot of booze in the stands. You know, and I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm talking about from the fans. So what what's going on with uh, with national football now that it's back? Well, uh, the first uh, well, the kickoff here it was Houston and uh, Kansas City. I don't know if the game was good or not. Didn't watch it myself. Not really interested in the uh, nonsense they're doing uh, with the social justice uh, uh, rhetoric. But apparently, based on last year's start and this year's, I know it's a little different, right? Things are a little um, little topsy-turvy because of uh, COVID. But you would think, because people have been without sports for so long now, that you know, more people would jump in, jump in, jump on board, want to watch it, right? They're, they're craving their sports. Um, yeah, they're they're down sixteen percent from last year. We saw that one 16%, coming. Sixteen percent. That's we did see it coming, as, especially coming. with some of the stuff that they were they were talking about doing, and they were also getting booze from uh, from the stadium during the was it during was it during the the black national anthem or when they went on the field and did their whole solidarity thing. It was I, the I knee. The timing. I think it was the knee. oh the kneeling. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I think I think it was the knee. 
That's right. Because one of the one of the athletes took the knee and put the fist in the air and yeah, yeah, solidarity bit. Yeah, grateful bum. So uh, yeah, the the thing I saw about that was it was the Kansas City game. So already there's a controversy there, right? Because of the do you you remember what we talked about with the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, because it's Chiefs. I mean that's yeah. They removed all the they removed all the it's cultural appropriation. They removed all of well and racist. They. And, and bigoted and, and xenophobic, something. But all of the things that are at a fan's disposal, right, when they go to the thing, you can't do the little chop, you know, like the, the tomahawk chop with your mm-hmm. hands, which I think that's crazy yeah. anyway. But people do, you're not allowed to do that anymore. How on earth are you going to enforce that? How on, what are you going to, you're going to stop the game? Are you going to stop that? Seriously, are you going to stop the game? Are you going to have everything shut down and get rid like kick all the fans out that do that? What if you got 20,000 people in the stands to do that? You going to kick them all out? It's it's ludicrous. It's it's absolutely ludicrous. You can't have face paint anymore. Well, you, you can't have face paint. You can't have a, a headdress. You can't have any of that stuff. Just if you're a fan nearest, I can tell. I don't think there's anybody that has gone to a Kansas City Chiefs game or, I mean, to a Washington Redskins game because they did it, too, or an Atlanta Braves game or a Cleveland Indians game. I don't think anybody goes there as a fan of that team with the intention of insulting someone of Native American heritage. I don't think that they do that. I'm pretty sure that's not what it's about. I, You know, I, I kind of feel like if somebody was going to to, I don't know, be racist or bigoted, they would probably show up with a little swastika on their arm or something or, you know, I mean, or, or in, in a white hood, you know, I, I feel like that would be the type that would discriminate against them than rather than the, the, the fans who are cheering on and, and praising that, you know, it's, I, this is, this is completely baffling uh, to me. And, Honestly, the other thing that's a, a big slap in the face, right? This this article um, shows a, a picture from 2001, and they have a American flag that they pulled out, and it's the size of the the field. Mm-hmm. And 2001, right? 9/11, right? Uh, they yep. they did it in honor of that and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they do this. They're they're kneeling and holding a fist during the the anthem. Um, we're also seeing it to where Teams aren't even going out on the field during the anthem. They're disrespecting the flag. They're disrespecting those that have fought for our freedoms. They're disrespecting the heroes from Americans past, America's past. They're spitting in the face of those people. So honestly, my opinion, 16% loss is not good enough. I would have much preferred those numbers to be far higher. I would rather it have been a, a, a 90% drop in, in viewership. If they continue it, I hope the numbers keep dropping. I hope everybody starts canceling it and, and just do the same. Cancel them. They, the left keeps canceling us. Why not cancel them? And, and maybe they'll, they'll, they'll get the hint. But at the same time, I've heard – this is I'm, – I'm kind of torn on this one. I've, I've heard examples of people talking about this and mm-hmm. – in the past, when you look at other things that we, the the right has given up, right, that the, the the right conservatives have, you know, stepped away from or or, or allowed the left to, to take over schools, um, academia, uh, the media, Hollywood, you know, those things. The conservatives have pretty much left those areas and just allowed the the, the far left to take over. The left is trying to take over sports. This is this is the one. This is an American idea, the sports, right? It, it, it's 
about teamwork and people, no matter what their color, no matter what their creed, getting together and, and, you know, the teamwork, the camaraderie. I mean, it's, it's a very American idea, right? And yet they're trying to take it over and completely destroy it. So is it, is it right for us to cancel them and, and, and do that? Or is it, is it more right for us to stand and fight and have our voice heard, you know, not give it up? Uh, so I'm I'm torn on this one because it's not worked in the past when we've just left because then they take over and I'm I'm kind of getting to the point now to where I, I would much rather fight um, I'm tired of giving them ground but what's your, what's your yeah. thoughts on that Yeah I, I I agree and I actually heard an interview this morning and it was somebody that was bringing the point up about and this is the question that we've been asking here where are the people that would normally fight in this where are they they're not here the people that we look to to fight back against this the the leaders if you want to call them that or the clergy you know the church religious representatives no one is pushing back on this no one and it's like well well wait a minute wait a minute we expect you to stand up and fight for us, whether that's at the local level, the state level, the federal level, whatever, doesn't matter. Hell, even at the international level. But people are not doing it. And that's the biggest concern that I have is no one standing. Everybody's scared. Everybody's scared. What the hell are you afraid of? Seriously, what what on earth are you afraid of? What? What? They're going to destroy your character. They're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. It doesn't matter. They're, they're going to dox you. They're, they're going to uh, what? They're going to take your job from you. They're going to take everything from you anyway. What on earth is possessing people to capitulate to this. I don't get it. And so the point I was trying to make to the person I was having this conversation with on the drive home tonight was quite simply this. The reason that we are sitting here doing this is because we don't have those people standing up. They're not standing up. So we have to. We have to. If there was somebody else out there that was actually fighting for what we believe to be, I don't want to say our cause because our cause is the Constitution and the American way and the Western way, right? That's our cause. It's that simple. Western ideology, the, the Western way of life, Western civilization, that's us, right? The, the real inclusive pluralistic societies. That's our real cause. No one's fighting for that. There are some, there are some, I'm not going to say nobody, but there are some, but you see what's happened to them. They are brave enough to stand up, but they need help. They need more people. They need more people from the grassroots. And it's just not happening. It's not happening. The ones that are in prominent positions, you would expect that type of you know resistance to what you're talking about. It's not there. So I, I look at it as the people that we depend on, us down here at the grassroots, the people that we depend on, if they're not going to do it, that kind of that kind of, you know, makes our task all that much clearer, doesn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, too, is sitting back and, and relying on someone else to do what you could do. We've talked about this before, uh, especially at local level things, because you can do similar things at the local level when it comes to sports, for example. If they try to push this nonsense on on our kids, for example, at the local level or even in uh, adult competitive, you know, rec teams, you should still take a stance there at the local level. And, you know, what, whatever it is, what schooling, we're seeing some crazy stuff happening in schooling uh, that they're teaching. We should all be fighting at our local levels and standing up. And we shouldn't. It, the time for the conservatives, those that believe in America, and not, not even conservatives, those that believe in America, it's time for you guys to stand up. And, and start having your voice heard. If you, if you have to resort to civil disobedience when it comes to, for example, masks, you know, 
uh, or, or the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff, maybe it's time to open your business, even though they tell you you can't. Maybe it's time you stop wearing the mask. You know, maybe maybe it's it's time you you stood up against these people that are saying, well, yeah, black lives matter and no lives matter until black lives matter. It's time to this to to resist that, because um, if we don't, if we don't stand up and, and try to fight this, we're going to lose. And it's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's just we're only going to lose it for this election. You know, it's only going to be it's just no, we're on the verge of losing freedom as we know it. We're on the verge of losing everything. And I know I'm being a little bit a uh, little bit aggressive for a morning show, but man, it's time we we. We're out of time to really yeah, that's it. just sit back and, and we're out of time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that we got into this at the right time you know, last year, you know, working our way up yeah. and and we're working on other projects now. We've got a lot coming up in the coming months. And that's all I'm going to say on it right now. We're working twice as hard behind the scenes to try and get all this off the ground. And hopefully and some some people already know that like some people like within our inner circles, they already know, but we're going to be launching it uh, hopefully by the end of the year. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But uh, anyway, you mentioned there about um, the election. Yeah. You mentioned about the election. Mm-hmm. There's good news. There's good news for those people that think that mail-in voting is going to be a problem, right? There, there's good news to this. And it's such good news that you don't have to worry about whether or not mail-in voting is going to be reliable. You, you shouldn't have to worry about that because the, incident that just happened in Michigan, this just proves how reliable the system is, right? It it just proves how reliable the system is. A postcard arrived in Michigan almost 100 years after it went in the mail. Isn't that great? Yeah. It showed up. I mean, it got there. It was delivered. It got there. It got there. It was delivered to the correct address. It got there, albeit it was, I mean, it was a few days late, just a few days, just a few days. Now, not too much, just a few few days. The person said that they thought that it was a, uh, it was a very peculiar item that showed up because no one really sends postcards anymore. I still send some postcards from time to time. But she, uh, the the woman who received it, she says, okay, this is kind of different. As she looked down, she looked, the postmark was October 29th, 1920. And wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a little out of date. Uh, It says here, the card read, dear cousins, (laughs) I hope you will find I hope this will find you all well. Uh, we are quite well, but mother has awful lame knees. A different way they talked back 100 years ago. It's awful cold here. I just finished my history lesson and I'm going to bed pretty soon. My father is shaving. My mother is telling me your address. I will have to close for a night. Uh, I'm assuming go to bed for the evening. Uh, hope grandma and grandpa are well. Don't forget to write us. Roy gets his pants fixed. <laughs> Did Roy get his pants fixed yet? I hope they didn't forget to uh, to write them. I mean, albeit, I think it's a little... Um, I think it's a little late, but it was a it was a card that had a Halloween theme on it. Right time of year, it included a a black cat holding a broom, a bat, a goose, an owl, along with a woman with a cane and a jack o' lantern in a witch's hat. There's a George Washington one cent stamp. I'd like to have the stamp. I yeah, add to the, wow, add to the collection there. There's a George Washington one cent stamp on the back, and the smudge postmark says Jamestown, but the state appears to be covered by some kind of sticker. The woman said that uh, she had no idea what delayed the card which was mailed decades before she was born. But a spokesman for the U.S. Postal Service said that in most cases, these incidents do not involve mail that had been lost in our network and later found. What we typically find is that old letters and postcards sometimes purchased at flea markets, antique shops, and even online are re-entered into our system. The end result is what we do best. As long as there is a deliverable address and postage, the card or letter gets delivered. I can't say that this is a thing from an antique shop or 
a flea market because it had a stamp from the same era on it. So that kind of proves that it just got there. But see, Bruce, to, to the bigger point here, you don't have to worry about the Postal Service misplacing anything and, and your stuff not getting in on time. You don't have no, to worry no. about your ballots yeah, not no, showing no. up. No, it, it's not like, you know, Detroit didn't just have the election stuff going. No, on and, uh, no, no, of course not. The the, the government say uh, we may never know what the uh, the outcome of that election is. I mean, it's not like that happened or anything. It's oh, like no, some crazy not. dystopian like multiverse thing. Right. No. Some and just imagine just imagine if they do it electronically like they did in Iowa. Yeah. I mean, uh, how well that went. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. That that went great, too. So, I mean. Um, obviously, if the listener doesn't know, uh, we're being facetious. All of these things were a disaster and they still don't know Iowa's election stuff. And Detroit, as I said, they will never they, they the officials claim they may never know what the outcome of that election is. But we should all vote by mail. You know that there's no there's no problem. It's completely safe. Yes, it's completely safe. Also, I mean, so, something else about, about being completely safe this morning, the CDC Right. Because we know the, the CDC, what they, they came out and they said that, what was it, like 9000 people died, which I mean, Dr. Fauci was so gracious to correct that number. He's been so helpful since he's been out of the hospital uh, and made a full recovery from his uh, his ordeal. Uh, but he said, no, 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 no. What the CDC said wasn't what the CDC said. And and so it's he right. corrected it. He, he corrected it. So, I mean, it's, it's all good. But what the CDC has done now, they've added five thousand six hundred and ninety two Injury and poisoning fatalities to the COVID death count. Huh. Huh. Injury and interesting. So Injury is this the poison. one where, where, where is it like, you know, the, the spouses are getting tired of each other and they've beaten or poisoned each other? I mean, is that <laughs> because of the COVID-19? <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's almost what it seems like. But it says here that, uh, that uh, right off of the CDC's website. A chart last updated on Wednesday shows 560, five hundred and six five five hundred. I almost pulled a joke. Uh, man, I'm uh, am I like Biden's Biden, campaign manager? Yeah, am I Biden's <laughs> campaign manager or something? <laughs> on Wednesday it shows that five thousand six hundred and ninety two deaths attributed to injuries and poisoning that are being tracked onto America's total dead statistic. So here it says, okay, you got. Uh, Alzheimer's disease, 6,159. Vascular and unspecified dementia, 19,887. Renal failure, 15,075. Excuse me, intentional and unintentional injury, poisoning, and other adverse events, 5,692. In addition, 8,034 malignant neoplasm deaths. I've never even heard of that. Could you explain to me what that is, please? Malignant neoplasm. That almost sounds like something in the blood. Neoplasm. Malignant neoplasm is a cancerous tumor, okay, growth that can grow uncontrollable and spread to other parts of the body. So it's a a tumor. All right. So 8,034 of those were also tagged as COVID by the CDC. 6,159 Alzheimer's deaths. These are things that are listed as COVID, okay? This is why you're seeing 180-something thousand dead. 15,545 sepsis deaths and 21,719 deaths from cardiac arrest were all counted as COVID-19 deaths by the CDC. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Nothing, nothing to see here. It's this. Is, no, this is no, all, no. It's all fine. It's all, it's all good. Nothing to see here. I will link you the chart, Bruce. So these are conditions contributing to deaths involving coronavirus disease, uh, and they've also classified it. You're, you'll love the chart. Classified by age group, uh, and it's week ending. This is from February first to now. So you're gonna love that. Anyway, here's something interesting. Okay, speaking of COVID. Speaking of COVID, 
people in San Francisco, right? Nancy Pelosi's district, they're a little upset. Do you remember uh, you remember Salon Gate? Yeah. How she went to Uh the salon. Uh Uh Thousands have now signed a petition urging leaders to prosecute Pelosi for coronavirus violations. Twenty one thousand people have signed a petition urging leaders to prosecute House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for violating local coronavirus rules after getting salon services in San Francisco last week. They're saying in this letter that was sent, they said that uh, laws aren't just for the little people. Not only did Nancy Pelosi knowingly violate health ordinances, but it just destroyed a business because she couldn't take an ounce of responsibility, which, by the way, that salon that Pelosi went to, I read yesterday, it is closed permanently. It will not reopen. So that business has now been completely shut down. But uh, the salon owner gets death threats while Pelosi's paid zero price for her hypocrisy. The letter continues. At a very minimum, Nancy Pelosi must be prosecuted by San Francisco for flaunting or for her flaunting of COVID regulations now. The petition had over 21,400 signatures, which they need 25,000 in order to uh, get it to the San Francisco police chief, I think. Anyway, but yeah. They have to uh, be residents. I don't know. I I would imagine not, because how are you going to, I mean, how are you going to control that, right? How are you going to control that? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. You see the average petition taker out there, right? They don't care where you're from. They, They don't care where you're from. So it doesn't matter. Is there a link to an online... Is it an online petition or is it an actual like no, in-person I don't, petition? I don't see a link here. I, I don't see a, a, a link uh, here where you can actually go to it. Oh, darn. I was just going to maybe suggest the listener go there and uh, go there and sign, <laughs> sign the form. Yeah, go ahead and sign sign that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I've said it. I'm not for these mandatory masks. I'm not for the mandatory lockdowns. I'm not for the mandatory shutting of business. But they have that there. And because they have that there, you as the politician are bound by that same law. And I am in total agreement. If you're flaunting that law and breaking it, you should not only be um, prosecuted, but your punishment should be greater than the average person because you're a representative. You've taken an oath. So Pelosi should have, I don't know, maybe twice the punishment. I think that's that, that's a fair... You know, it's just I like mean, cops she break was, the law. They, they always come down on them harder. The judges thing. do. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they look at you. I think that's totally warranted. Yeah. They look at you and they're like, uh, okay, you you uphold the law. Cops don't uphold the law by breaking it. You know, that's a that's a kind of a that's an unwritten rule. You don't do that. But yeah, yeah that's that's just the way that it is. And judges a lot of times will look at, you know, bad cops or whatever, someone that breaks the law and they'll say, yeah, I'm going to throw the book at you because you should know better. Perfect yeah, example. Exactly. But see, but see, in this case, I mean, really, uh, Bruce, shouldn't the judge apologize to, to Pelosi for inconveniencing her? I mean, right, right. If yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. she went there on good faith. You know, she she went there yeah. under under the guise of trust. So, I mean, re- really. And, and to be to be fair, and I'm not being facetious here. If a judge actually takes that case, that prosecutor, that defender, well, maybe not maybe not the defender, but that prosecutor and that judge. And anybody else that's involved in that courtroom will probably be out of a job by 6 p.m. So uh, that's that's just yeah. my. Uh, yeah. And the fact, honestly, the fact that the salon owner has had death threats. I don't know America anymore. That's not the America that I grew up in. That's not the America that I that I believe in, that I that I hope that we are. What the hell's wrong with people with Pelosi of all people? Pelosi. Seriously. I mean, that that's one politician that both the left and the right should be able to to jump on board with and say, look, that's scummy for you to do that. Pelosi is in the way right now for some of the uh, 
uh, bailouts and stuff that that some people still need because some people are being told by their governments, the, the local governments, that they have to shut down. Again, civil disobedience. You guys should open up full capacity. That's my opinion. They want to come in and try to um, shut you down. I um, well, you take what action you believe is is um, necessary. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm I honestly, mm-mm. you know, I, I'm I'm not convinced that prison time for Pelosi isn't warranted in, in this in this case. But um, that's only because of my bias. I, I really don't like. Pelosi. Well, she'd get released because of COVID. <laughs> so, you know. Well, that's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. It, so it's, it wouldn't do any good. And, it'd be house arrest. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. house arrest. She would be see, caught. But, but see, that state. would be taken out. Of, that, but see, no, that would be taken out of context. When you say house arrest, that means that she could still go to the house up on the hill. So. Oh, that's true. True. Right. Yeah. So, so, Bruce, you shouldn't talk like that about about President Pelosi. She's going to be the next president of the U.S. You see. So you, you shouldn't. And if you think that I'm joking, if you think that I'm joking, just wait till November, okay? Or in this case, wait till December. We're going to have to jump out of here this morning. We're out of time. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.